0: And up, you know, in the camper, and they just heard me laughing and giggling away at it. I guess yeah, that's when I was probably, that's when I was sold on it. His brother. Oh.
1: Yeah. That is so cool. Do you collect old time radio shows?
0: Uh, I'm starting to, yeah. Mm,
1: if you smile and say, "Gosh, I'm really glad I got through," we can help you. Yeah. Yeah. What shows do you wish you had, but you don't yet?
0: Um, Well, I don't really have a whole lot of Jack Benny right now. Um, okay. Other stuff I've been starting to get. Okay. Your
1: sure
0: Bickerson series, which is hilarious. Oh, yes. Um,
1: oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. You've you've got wonderful taste here.
0: And uh, um, old westerns, too. And, you know, I love a lot of the old westerns. Yeah.
1: Okay. Westerns. We got stuff like that there. Um, you talking things like Wild Bill Hickok? Uh, I don't
2: have
0: a Wild Bill Hickok. I think got the Gunsmoke series.
1: Gunsmoke. Ah, okay. And, um, You're in the sophisticated place here.
0: And then I think I've got a bunch of the six-shooter and things like that. Uh, are,
1: these, what, are these ones that you have, Zach, or you wish you had?
0: No, they're ones that I have right now.
1: You have. Okay. Well, I'm asking about what you wish you had and don't, because we've got theater and comedy and mystery and drama and detectives and all sorts of stuff like that there.
0: Yeah, I was probably looking for some more comedy ones, because I remember listening to, listening to a few uh, a few mystery and suspense ones and Not being as happy about
1: that. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm a comedy and a detective kid. Yeah. And once in a while, a Western. I'm not, you know, the spooky stuff. I don't know. If I wanted to get spooky, I could just watch the news, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) So, um, tell us a little bit about yourself, if you would.
0: Yeah. (laughs) What was that,
1: sorry? Tell us a little bit about yourself, if you would. And if you don't want to, that's okay.
0: Oh yeah, I'm just um, live out in Utah now. Mhm. And uh, I guess we're outside a lot. We're out camping, and I've got a, I've got a, well, he's going to be nine-year-old son.
1: Oh gosh.
0: And well, I let him listen to a couple radio programs, and he thought it was pretty neat. And
1: so you're cultivating a whole new generation of old-time radio lovers.
0: Yeah. Hopefully.
1: Oh, I love it. You know, that's something that we talk about on the show every once in a while. How do we get, how, what, what can we do to help the next generation appreciate what we appreciate in this?
0: I think you just have to expose them to it. Cause I don't think any of the kids know about it anymore.
1: No, they don't. Listen, some of the older kids like me didn't know about it either. Yeah. <laughs> I am relatively new to this.
0: I- no so, oh, and I'm friends with. They don't, they're not sure about it. I went on a yeah. trip with my friend last October and my, my grandfather gave us a couple, gave us a couple CDs with some programs on them and we started listening to them on the way uh-huh. back. You know, and he started getting really into them and then we ran out. So.
1: What kind of shows does your grandfather tend to like?
0: Oh, he's, Kind of all over the place.
1: <laughs> if it's a, old, he likes it.
0: Yeah, he's got a he's got a pretty large collection. I know he calls in your show a couple times here and there. But, um,
3: What's your grandfather's first name? Oh, Robert. Ah.
0: Yeah. I'm sure, you heard him.
3: Uh huh. Bob from Wisconsin, we like to call him. Yeah. That's- oh, for goodness
1: sakes. Oh, you sneaked in on our here, Zach. <laughs> Golly. No wonder you said North
0: Wisconsin.
1: And I'm thinking, Oh gee, we got a lot of people up in North Wisconsin now. You're all together.
0: No, nope, yeah, I'm back home visiting with him and Yeah.
1: Well, that's great. That's great. You're um he calls in every once in a while, like almost every week. <laughs> and we and we get to talk with him. But well boy he's got a pile of CDs to share with you. So I'm going to have to go digging around for some stuff that you can't get from him.
0: Mm, all right. Because, yeah, I was kind of, well, that's just what I was doing here t- this evening was uh, taking a bunch of his.
3: Making stuff, yeah. Yeah. Well, definitely Patricia will help out with Benny and Bickerson's or whatever.
2: That oh, be-
1: yeah, I can I can do that. Well, he said he's got some Bennys. Do you have Frontier Gentlemen? Or have done a little travel?
0: Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah he had a or two of that.
1: He gave you them. All right. Let me see here. Do you like detectives? Yeah. All right. Well, I've got a collection. Let me see how big this thing is. Oh, it's not too good. Um, I can send you what I consider an unusual collection of detectives okay and it's got like a handful of a whole bunch of different ones and if there's something in there that you like I'll see if I can find extra ones of them okay
0: all
1: right yeah and that's something your grandfather does not have <laughs> I, I'm telling I never sent this out before <laughs> all right all right Angel <laughs> collection. I can do that all right. Ah, see, I knew I would hit on something. Now, which show do you enjoy the most when you're when you have an opportunity to listen? Which show do you like bestest?
0: Oh, best overall. Uh-huh.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Gosh, there's a couple, I guess.
1: Okay, give me a couple.
0: Because, oh, I guess Western-wise, Lone Ranger was always good. Okay. Um. Lately, well, I was just recently exposed to the Bickersons.
1: Okay.
0: Um, yeah, Yeah, that, that hit a particular chord. Yeah. That, you know, that was funny. I liked that a lot. Okay. Benny and Red Skeleton were always funny. God. Overall, I don't know. Jack Benny's always been, been a favorite, I guess. Sure.
1: All right. Okay. So now I got my question. Now I got my question. You have to answer a question. Okay. All right. What was Red Skelton's real first name? Ooh. Ooh, yeah. Isn't that a stinker?
3: Zach, don't worry. I don't think I know it.
0: Yeah, yeah uh, I don't
3: know. I don't? I don't think so.
0: I can get my phone out and cheat. <laughs> no, 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 no,
3: no, no. Cheating. No, cheating.
0: Other that, I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't know what it was. I don't
1: think I know. Okay. Should I tell you that? Yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you. It's, it, it was Richard.
3: Oh, that's right. okay. Ah,
1: uh, see, I knew it. I knew it. Okay, what was the name of Jack Benny's valet? Or chauffeur. Or gopher. Or whatever that poor man was named.
3: <laughs> the guy with the gravelly voice. Gosh. No, it
0: wasn't Jews. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <wasn't geez> there
1: wasn't Jews <laughs> You're going to embarrass yourself on this one. Righteous. There we There go. you go. There you go.
3: I knew you could do that. Now okay. I got a I got a really tough question, Zach. All
1: right.
3: You have to tell me a funny story about your grandfather. Ooh, Ooh.
1: Grandfather. Ooh. <laughs>
3: Ooh. Is he there? Is he listening?
0: Oh gosh, I don't know
3: if I know like, funny ones. You don't know? <laughs> All right. I bet right. just a good story about your grandfather. Everybody's
2: laughing. That's good. Boys act oh, on the gee. spot. Everybody's <laughs> listening. You're listening.
1: Well, I guess, well,
2: well,
1: you I, think, no matter what you say,
3: I'll still send you your
0: CDs.
3: <laughs> your
0: Girlfriend's here with me. Uh huh.
3: She's <laughs> laughing. She knows. <laughs>
0: yeah, she got a. She got
3: a kick out of the question. I can tell. That's yeah, good.
0: She got a new pistol for her birthday and brought it over and was showing it off. And <laughs> Grandpa, you know, he said, "Oh, you know, you're gonna of gotta get a concealed carry permit or whatever." Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know where you can keep it at, and kind of put it in her bra for her. To... <laughs> you're not too
1: funny. Yeah. Too funny. Okay.
3: So, did you guys did you guys drive from Utah to Wisconsin? How did you guys get back
0: there? Sorry, what was that? Did you
3: drive? How did you guys make it back to Wisconsin on the trip?
0: Yeah, we drove back over here.
3: Did you hit a lot of snow?
0: Um, not on the way here, on the way back. It doesn't look good, though.
1: Oh, oh well, I, I haven't looked. <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> upsetting to see what these folks are going through. Um, I had a question. Who's I going to ask? Walton, well, help me. Help me, help me, help me. Help
0: you, help What's you. Help.
1: Oh, oh, yes. oh, yes. are you going to watch Super Bowl tomorrow?
0: No, nope, we're gonna be driving. You're gonna hit the road. No.
1: Do you know that I consider people who do not watch Super Bowl the most sane in the country for that one day?
0: <laughs> no, nope, I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be driving west and probably listening to uh, all the Pickersons for a while until we get back. <laughs> <laughs>
3: So how, deal, how, gonna, how long can it take you to get back home? Is it going to take a couple of days? What's going to be?
0: Oh, it's going to be, what, 20 hours?
3: Wow.
1: Are so you going to do that all at once or stop over? No,
0: oh, we probably do it all at once.
1: All at once, Wow. Yep, yeah.
0: yeah, just take turns driving. Yeah.
1: When when you get to the 10-hour mark, it's who cares. You know? <laughs> 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 you're so, so attached to the steering wheel by that time. <laughs> it's like losing a friend if you leave. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow! Well, Jack, I am so happy that you called, and I hope you'll keep us on the list when you get back to Utah. Oh well, wait,
3: wait, you got any, you need oh, you, you need to email Patricia your address. That way she oh, can mail gosh, yes. mail oh, you the CDs. I, yeah. So I,
1: Can you can you re, can you remember Florida Writer at hotmail.com? Oh, what was it, Florida? Your
3: grandfather has it. Yeah. FloridaWriter, W-R-I-T-E-R, at Hotmail.com. All
2: right.
3: You can email Patricia your address, and she'll mail you the CDs. If you forget, she'll email your grandfather, and she'll, she'll get the address.
0: All right. There he
1: has it. Yeah, now now that we know, now that we know, he must be listening because you wouldn't share a story about him. <laughs> Aha, I recognize the laugh. It's true, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right.
3: And what's your girlfriend's name? Kristen. Ah, uh, nice name. Beautiful name. Nice.
1: Well, Zach, thank you for finding us. I- I'm just so delighted that um, we were able to talk and that he's got you hooked on old-time radio. This is so cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we've been doing it for, well, a good couple of years now.
1: Wow. Good deal. Good deal. Well, you have a safe trip tomorrow. We'll be thinking of you. And um, take care of yourself and get home safe. All
0: right.
1: Well, thank you. Take
3: care. Uh, Thanks, Zach. Have a good night. Yep,
1: thanks. Good night. Bye-bye. All right. Well, wasn't that fun? Thank you, Bob, for encouraging him to give us a call. This is great.
3: We are a family show, so nice to have family call in. So now are you going to put Zach in the Utah part of the... On the map or in Wisconsin, how are you going to handle Zach? Um, wow. Well,
1: maybe he gets two dots.
3: Yeah, he gets a double.
1: Well, he can have, he, he sort of overlays Bob's <laughs> dots.
3: <laughs> Hello there, you're on the air. How are we a family, show?
2: You made it! I made it, finally! Finally, well, you know. Is this Ron?
3: That's Ron from Illinois. Okay.
2: Alright. Well
1: then, without getting too aggressive, could you turn the call line up just a
3: teensy-wingsy-wingsy bit? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. <coughs> e- everybody, or say a prayer. That <laughs> <one>. <laughs> that We're one.
1: praying over Patricia's ears tonight. Remind me to tell you about being prayed on with
2: my nose.
3: Okay. Now, there you go. Now, yeah. Ron, speak. You Speak, Ron. Yes. Speak.
2: You already hurt my head. I know.
3: Oh, there you go. Hurt your
1: head? What happened?
2: All this talk about $9,000 and hurting, oh, man.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, doesn't it make your hair hurt? Yeah.
2: It does. The things I could do with $9,000 would just, it just amazes me.
1: I know. You know, Ron, I, I think the same way, and I think you and I probably live parallel, simple lifestyles. Oh, yeah. But, but, you know, things like paying off bills or replacing things that are worn to the point of wanting to roll over and die, those kinds of things that aren't critical, but you want to get it done. And, you know, I mean, some of these seats per seat are going for more than $10,000 each, and that's without all the accoutrements that go along with it.
3: I bet those people either got it for free or else really have the income to do it. Well, yeah,
1: they have the income to do it unless yeah. they
3: hop their house yeah,
2: to do yeah. it. Of course, of course, you've got like, corporate people that are going to be there, and they're not going to pay anything for that. No. Company will do it.
3: No, because they the Maybe somebody
1: all- who's going to the game will call us tonight.
3: Hey, who am going to the game?
2: Uh. Be kidding me?
1: <laughs> he is a smart person. No. <laughs> I think it's... I, I'm okay. I'm not going out on a limb by saying no, he's not going to go to the game.
2: <laughs> I'm going to say right here, I will not be listening to the game. I will not be watching the game. I have no interest in the game. Any more questions? Yeah, so what are you going to have for
3: as your food for the Super Bowl?
2: And that's the other thing. Yes. Why <laughs> <laughs> started on there. why? In, why? In, you're not
1: big on... Uh, $20 bowls of
2: soup, huh? Uh, no. And I'm also not big on parties. You know, you get, why Why would somebody... I don't... All of a sudden, the last several years now, we've been hearing about Super Bowl parties all the time. What's a Super Bowl party? Somebody goes out, goes to somebody else's house, uh, they sit around and, and eat and drink, and if they, if, if you ask them what, what the score of the game was at any given time, they wouldn't have a
3: clue. Correct. Most, most cases are really died-hard... Sport fan are gonna, uh, are, are gonna watch it. Quiet. Watch it with Die Hard, or
0: it,
2: right.
3: basically a lot of times the Super Bowl, other things are going on, so it's a, it's more of a of an event rather than
2: social event.
3: Yeah, it's a social event rather than.
2: Yeah, I have no interest in that.
3: Now wait a minute. If uh, Patricia was throwing a Super Bowl party. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she might throw Super Bowl. I love party. your sense of humor. <laughs> she might throw Super Bowl party without showing the game. You'd let the air out of the All ball. All
1: right, if I if I were throwing a Super Bowl party,
3: we don't have to uh, watch the game. You could get you can just fight.
1: I can just cook. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm on KP. Okay.
3: No, you don't have to. We'll have it catered.
1: <laughs> You'll have it catered.
3: Yeah. Well, places. if you're going
1: to do that, why don't you just go to a sports bar and watch it there and get food? No,
3: because because, you know, Patricia will want us to go to the soup plantation or some bunny bunny buffet.
1: No, they don't they're smart. They don't have televisions there. But there are sports places, you know, sports, <laughs> right, sports but see, bars and restaurants and they've got these widescreen yeah, TVs clustered yeah, all see, over the place. But
3: but but I'm thinking yeah, but, if Patricia hopes a party, we're not gonna watch the game. It'll just be a counter, you know, counter avatar Well, if you're
1: not going to watch the game, I'm not going to throw a party. I'll show you.
3: Well, I'll look into a pupa party without watching the game. What? I'll take your word for it. I would.
1: Okay. I would. Okay.
2: Well, we've got a nice forecast here for our weather.
1: Snow? I'm listening.
2: Uh, They're talking maybe a foot of snow here. A foot? That's what I heard.
1: One hoof worth? Wow.
2: One
3: whole foot. So is that the left foot or the right foot? Both.
1: Oh dear, here we go.
2: Both.
1: Oh dear.
3: It might
2: even go up to the roof.
1: The roof? Thank you.
2: The roof.
0: Cut it out.
3: It might. Well, we'll get go on top of the rooftop and watch the game up there. there. See,
1: I knew what was coming, I knew it was coming. You didn't disappoint me.
3: Well, I went over and grabbed my cherry coke while you guys were doing your routine. Oh, my. <laughs> yes,
1: up to the rooftop. So, when you get a foot of snow, are you going... Uh, let me, let me use more. You're getting a foot of snow, or you expect a foot of snow. Are you going to get wind with that storm?
2: Am I going to get what?
1: Wind. W I N D.
2: Yes, it will be windy tomorrow. That will make it worse.
1: Indeed, it will.
2: Yes, and then and then we're going to take a plunge temperature-wise. It's going to be interesting around here. Oh yuck. Yes. See, you really uh, do need
1: somebody
3: for Pat- Patrici- a Super Bowl party. Yeah, Patricia, say that again. I love the way you said, "Oh yuck." That's right up there. Give me a, give me another one, Ouch. Oh yuck. Oh, there you go. One of those? I love that. That's very good. That's right up there to your side. I'll practice. Now, do oh, yeah. Do, do your side for everybody. That's just also another tra- Patricia trademark. <laughs> very good. Okay. Yeah, but...
1: Yeah, but. <laughs> <laughs> I have a whole page full of these things. Which one would you like to choose next? <laughs>
2: well, you can do
3: Teeny. You want to just bring Teeny out to say hi to everybody? Oh, brother. Hi, everybody. Okay,
2: very good. Oh, I
3: know
0: it. Okay, okay.
3: I just wanted what? to show. I, w- I just wanted to show. I just wanted to show the family your versatility.
1: What? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Okay, Ron, if you were sitting next, this is this is incredible. If you were sitting next to someone in a stadium, forgive me for even suggesting it, and that person was willing to pay seven dollars for a brownie. $7 for a brownie. Now, this thing cannot be the size of a baking pan if they're going to make a lot of money on us. $7 for a brownie. Would you make any kind of a comment to that person?
2: Yeah, you're yeah, nuts something?
1: No. Mm, I don't think you would. I mean, you wouldn't say that. But I, I, I suspect you would make some kind of a comment about spending that much money for such a, a trivial item. I mean really they're probably the size of
3: but yeah. It, to be honest with you nowadays it is so hard when I attend to get into the concession dance anyway that you're all better off eating eating before you go in. It it's mm-hmm. it's, it's really tough. It's really tough. You know,
1: think you know, about like, it. you know, in the old movies, like especially the Bob Hope movies, mm-hmm. you see people walking around with these, these big boxes with a strap around their necks or over their shoulders yep. and they're yelling hot dogs, peanuts, popcorn, and hot dogs, yep. do they, is there anything like that in any of the stadiums yes. any longer?
3: Yes, they do, but, right. also, but also now, they'll actually have food service. They'll come and take your order and go get the food and deliver it to you.
1: In that case, I think you ought to pay $14 for a
3: sandwich. <laughs> For that kind of personal service. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty common. Uh, uh, for some of the baseball games and places now, you can have food service for you. I
1: I think it probably costs more than what I'm looking at here. These these were on signs that were over concessions. Sausage sandwich, fourteen dollars. Souvenir popcorn tub. You know, these were actually on signs, and the different concession stands had different items, which is nice because they're not competing with each other then, but I suggest that the guy who has the hot dogs probably does better than the guy who has the Philly cheese
3: sandwich, huh? Well, I would
2: think so.
3: Actually, what it is a lot of time? there are, um, depending on the stadium, there are, mm-hmm. maybe might be one, like there's, a lot of times there's a thing called Ovation out here which it catered a lot of different food to one venue. they might sign a deal. Mm-hmm. Um, some, rest, some places, after certain restaurants, after or set up uh, their own kitchen at the stadium now. Mm-hmm. So it, it's really a major deal.
1: Okay, quick. Quick, quick, quick like a bunny, Walden, name three radio shows that centered on football games.
3: I mean, like, a, like an episode or a whole show. Mm-hmm.
1: An episode, yes. I'm I'm sorry, I should have
3: been. Uh, well, the mm-hmm. filming Molly Maui, fall October 1940, where they went to a football game. Mhm.
1: Um.
3: Frank Merriwell, a lot of. Okay, Frank Mar- that's right. I forgot about that. And, yeah. Um. Oh, one of the, one of the great um Jack Benny shows where the... Buy, try to buy a Rose Bowl ticket to the game January 4th of forty-eight. Perfect. Perfect. I was thinking
1: of an Miss Brooks
3: oh. where they, they, I don't know where they went, Centerfield
1: or yeah, someplace yeah. like that. C- they all in the car. yeah.
2: But, yep. there, was, there was an Alamus Brooks. Correct. Uh, it's
3: also a Gildersweave, I think. I
2: yeah, also, there
3: is,
1: and I can't remember what the premise of it is. I don't think he took one of his girlfriends. Maybe he
3: did. Also, there's oh, a, oh, oh, oh. There's a famous, there's a famous one where the beaver first came on Jack Benny show and December 6th 47, December 7th 47, where mm-hmm. Jack played the violin with, the, then he goes out and plays football in the front yard with the beavers and gets knocked out. <laughs> it's
1: all- good, old Jack. I just heard a Gildersleeve show where Rumson Bullard, Gildersleeve gave Rumson Bullard tickets, two tickets to an event and gildersleeve was going with his girlfriend eve Only ah. he forgot to ask her so Uh-oh. rumson bullard had asked her now gildersleeve has two tickets oh. and rumson is taking gildersleeve's supposed girlfriend or he thought it was his yep. girlfriend and the tickets just it just got mixed up all over the place and gildy and rumson bullard wound up sitting next to each other but i can't recall what the event
3: was and i just heard the show last week it was also. That show? Uh, Go ahead, Ron.
2: It was also a Damon Runyon Theater where they, where they went to a. Uh, I think it was the Yale Harvard game.
3: That was. Yep. Yeah. Yale Harvard. Correct. Yeah,
2: that's
3: uh, good. Uh, also in Lux, it's the famous Luke rockney All with from Reagan and Pat O'Brien. It was good. Yep. December second of forty. I had no idea so many shows were
1: contaminated.
3: Uh, also, uh, my mother was a fullback. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, my father was a fullback. There's one where father was a coach. Uh, there's Diffie with uh, Paul Douglas. No, I think my father was a fullback. I think the wife, mother was a fullback. Uh, there was, you know, some of the great. There's some great comedy spoof of sports and. Yeah,
1: yeah. How did Broadway in Damon Runyon Theater get to a Harvard Yale game?
2: Wow. Did that go I heard it not long ago I, it probably was a
1: guy well, he probably was he probably was narrating it but characters he hung around with oh yeah well probably now somebody was bet,
3: betting on the games or something you know how the, the, the Damon Ryan theaters would have been, uh, the characters would have been what? I heard that you are right I heard that show I think there's even one where Harvard and Yale are, uh, caught up in a rowing contest for the Damon oh. Ryan theater yes that's right I haven't heard that one.
2: I
1: believe there is. Haven't heard that one. And no one, you know, you asked me a couple of weeks ago, what shows are kind of falling by the wayside no one has asked about? Mm-hmm. And Damon Runyon Theater is one of them. I think that is one of the most
2: delightful programs
3: I've ever heard. You know what, I, I think part, I don't know if it's being played on the station very much. I, I think it's one of those, um, if off the screen, once everybody hears it, they love it kind of thing.
1: Oh, it it is just such a good presentation. Damon Runyon was a writer. And this particular show stars John Brown as Broadway, who is the narrator of the stories. And he sounds just like (laughs) a a narrator in New York would sound like. And he's such a sweet person. And all the people he hangs around with are really nice people. There's always such a... And there's always good humor along the way. The humor is just name, name it, that these characters get involved in such unusual circumstances. What's the,
3: name, what's the three of us working on? Name some of the famous characters in Damon Ryan. Come on, help oh me. Geez.
2: Harry the Horse.
3: Harry saw the saw Horse, him. yeah. Wasn't there Harry the Hack? I'm trying to remember, was there something to hack? Um. Oh, no, I don't
2: think so. But Harry the Horse. Harry the Horse, yeah. And several of them. The brand, I like the brand who,
1: book. Who was the one who played Santa?
3: Oh, that was, uh, oh, that was Fat Soul. <laughs> his nickname was Fat Soul, what that to the. Um, I've
1: Palm Beach Santa. Yes. And there was another one. There are two mm-hmm. Christmas shows that I just loved with the Dave and Runyon Theater. Yeah, What's
2: the, what about uh, the jewelry that. It said it was around Good Time Charlie's.
3: Yes. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh! I think this one would turn into a movie. Butch, mind the baby. Remember Butch?
2: Oh, that was cute. But I was thinking about Dancing Dan Christmas. Yes. Dancing Dan. That's
3: yes. that's the one. Okay. Good. Let's see what we that's got here. Rifle. No,
1: oh,
2: excuse
1: me. Um, hold
3: on. I got some stuff. Long time awesome. member. They would always go down to uh, Florida for the horse, race, and I think that was. Lehigh, or Hialeah, or whatever. Hialeah, yeah, yeah it would be Hialeah. Fact, one, of the, one
2: of the Christmas shows was, was in May, actually, and it and it, and they'd gone to Hialeah, I
3: think, in May, but it was still around Christmas. I don't know if La- is even running anymore. I don't even know if that's even in the system.
1: Oh, I think so, but I am not sure, but I will like you know. Okay, a- so I've got Dancing Dance Christmas, yep. and Palm Beach Santa Claus, right. but there was another one. That is just so endearing, and I can't remember the
3: name of well, it. Remember right the name? one that he he there was a, a jewel robbery, and he and Santa stopped the robbery. Remember that? That Dancing Christmas. Okay.
1: That's Dancing Dan. Yeah. Right. You know what?
2: Another one, another good uh, a good um, uh, theater is Patricia um, because it has um, Gerald Moore in it. Several of them did, by the way, but a little bit smarter
3: Yes, that was also a movie, too, a Bob Holt movie, Little Miss Marker. Oh, I don't even yeah.
2: mean,
1: wasn't Little Miss Marker Shirley Temple? Yes, it was, was she, in the 30s. The one in that?
3: Okay. You know what? I don't, here's an, I don't know have, have any of you ever heard The Whistler, where the three wise guys... Three the, wise guys. The, the, and, and that's Broadway. That's Broadway. That's right. And John Brown. That's, a, that's a, like a Damon Ryan spinoff. Yep, three wise guys. I don't know if you've heard that one yet, Patricia. Uh, yes, I have. Isn't that... Fun, that's a... Fun, It's a good show, and it's not something
1: I'd expect on the Whistler.
2: Yeah, it's very good.
1: Yeah, it's good. Yes, Hialeah still runs. Really? Yeah. Apparently one of the history-laden racetracks. Yeah, it is.
3: It is. Uh, You
1: can can go for the gold here. You know,
3: there there was a Damon Runyon Theater where they walked a a racehorse to the track. Oh, my. Remember that? There was some story that Broadway and the guy had to try to figure out how to get the horse to the next track, so they had to walk it.
2: Oh, no, I don't remember that one.
1: Um, I think the, the outstanding characteristic of the Damon Runyon Theater is the simplicity of the characters. Mm-hmm. There is nobody, which, which is really a remarkable feat for a writer to come across and, and, with some and, rich and, plot uh, for a story and tell it with Really down-home, almost simple people.
2: And how colorful these characters are, even though they are simple. They're really colorful characters.
3: Well, they're
1: so colorful, yes. Yes. Yes, and they're all good-natured. There's not a mean bone in their bodies.
3: Now, I think Damon Ryan was actually a sports writer. Um, Yes. And then he wrote... He wrote short stories, right, and that's why we call these. I
1: think the short stories were the genesis for the for the um, radio and for the plays. Let of course,
3: me. I was thinking of course everybody guys and dolls. This sort of was a Damon Runyon
1: story. Uh, Wikipedia, a newspaper man and author. Let's see, best known for his short stories celebrating the world of Broadway. Uh, New Generation, Damon Runyon character evoked its distinctive social type from the Brooklyn or Midtown area. Um, The adjective Runyon-esque refers to this type of character. Isn't (laughs) that great? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay, we got Nathan Detroit, Benny South Street, Big Jewel, Good Time Charlie, Dave the Dude.
2: Yeah.
1: Good Time Charlie, remember that one? Let's see with radio, what happened with radio. Um, it dramatized 52 of Runyon's short stories in weekly broadcasts from 1948 to uh, from October 48 to September 49. Well, how many
3: short stories did he write?
1: Oh
3: gosh. Oh my goodness.
1: Let me see if we've got some information yeah.
3: about
1: that. Yeah. Okay, he died. Oh, All yeah. oh, stories. Let's yeah. see. Um, many collections of Runyon's stories. Okay, they're in collections. Um, I'm looking at about a hundred in front of me right wow.
3: now. Wow, wow! But
1: that that must be just a, a part of.
2: Somebody should somebody should dramatize some more of those.
1: Yeah. Oh, uh, you know, I mean, who could who could play Broadway besides John Brown? And if you don't recognize the name John Brown, for what? our listeners, John Brown was Digger Odell in The Life of Riley.
3: He was all awesome. among other things. Yeah. He was uh, uh, Thor- Thorny on I and in he, he was, was family Judy's family. dad, and a date with Judy. And he was oh. the next-door
1: neighbor. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. We're, yeah, we're he, was Gil-
3: he was Gillis <laughs> in Life of Riley, the next-door neighbor of Riley.
1: Yeah, that's right. He played the two roles. Yeah. He played Jim Gillis, next-door neighbor, and he played Digger Odell, both on The Life of Riley.
0: Okay, what was Gillis' wife's
1: name? no connection with the voices that this man did. Yeah. He Remember, was an artist.
2: Who? Ryan? Al. Oh, it was Alan, my friend Irma. That's right.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, you chicken.
3: <laughs> That's right. She, she was an, uh, Ryan was an artist too, Patricia? No, no, no. I
1: mean, he was an artist with his voice. Oh, I, yes. I oh yeah. I should have clarified. Also,
3: you would hear him a lot in the front of Allen's Alley's Alley. He was there in 42 when it started Allen's Alley. He would always I didn't know him. that. Oh, yeah. I didn't either. I, oh, yeah. I
2: missed that. Okay.
3: Well...
1: Did you miss it enough to answer a question
2: and
3: want me to go find it for you? <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I, I missed it. I missed him on uh, Friend Allen. I've got to find some of those. Uh,
3: yeah, Joe, so if, if you go to the um, December 7th of 42, the very first time Alan Al you ever appeared,
2: you, you'll hear mm-hmm. John Brown on that. I'll have to look for that.
3: Yeah.
2: Probably
1: have it. Okay. So would you like to know what's in your envelope?
2: Yeah, as long as you're...
1: Yeah, you're, you're going to have two, at least two more rounds, maybe three, but you've got all of the Chuck Shaden interviews,
2: Great. and that
1: is a pile. You've got Ozzie and Harriet, the Lewis and Clark Horizons West, Romance of the Rancheros, Walk Softly Peter Troy, The Fat Man, Rex Saunders, Town Hall Meeting, Bob Feller, Children's Stories. You wanted the Children's Stories. This is the one I ripped your envelope open for with um, Earl, with... Um, Earl Ross and Hal Perry and Basil Rathbone and Boris Karloff narrating children's works. Do you remember you asked for that?
2: Yes, yes, that would be good.
1: Okay, well, you got it.
2: Excellent.
1: Because, you know, as I came across these yesterday, I'm saying, oh, wait, no, no. So I'd I'd rip open your envelope and I'd put that one in there. And I'd rip over somebody else's envelope and I'd put that in there. Okay, so did I say Baldy, the BBC mystery series?
3: They sw- they, does, everybody have is- does everybody have Velcro on their envelope so you can just rip I them up? I wish they did.
1: Okay. I wish I were smart enough not to seal them when I thought they were finished. <laughs> just leave them until it's the last minute out the door. So you've got Baldy, all of the Baldy BBC movie uh, shows, and there's a poop load of them as well. You've got Ports of Call, People Are Funny, American Trail the South African Sherlock Holmes, and the Quiz Kits, and that's round one.
2: a very good round.
1: I, kn- I think it is capital.
2: That's a very good round, I think. It is
1: a very good round, and I'm going to tell you
2: yes.
1: that because you came up with football shows, we will bypass the normal, are you ready for a question? Because you already answered one.
2: <laughs> hey.
1: Okay. All right, so Perfect. now I have all of these holes on your list that I have to fill up. You know, you might have the Chuck Shaden interviews in there as well. So when you get your envelope, would you let me know if Chuck Shaden is in there?
2: I will. Also, okay. um, I, could, I don't know uh, if, I, if we have on the list uh, uh, whatever happened to um uh, uh, Which one, Pikey interviews?
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't know if we if we did
3: those. Whatever it, became of? Uh-huh. Whatever it out, I right. Don't think so. Let me check. I yeah. thought of another football show. Everybody. Yes, Halls, you of, do, Ron. Halls, Halls of Ivy. Remember, Walt Coleman had a uh, a a guy, a TV executive, wanted the football rights for the Halls of Ivy. Mm-hmm. Remember who was the who who was the TV executive that wanted no.
1: Those,
3: no. Who played no. him? No, it was Elliot Lewis. Oh,
1: God. Oh, you know, I'll tell you what. Anytime you ask a question about who played this, it's always a safe answer to say Elliot
2: Lewis first. <laughs> always.
1: He did everything. He, yeah. he was so wonderful.
2: Yeah. Um, I, I got a, I got an observation to make about the Halls of Ivy. Please do. I think that Herb Butterfield was perfect as well, oh,
3: why why not he so good at that? He was. He was oh.
2: Yeah, he was good. Oh, he was fantastic in that. That whole show was so darn well.
3: Well, you know, let's face it. The audition with Gail Gordon... Was not good. And... and, uh trying to think of the uh,
2: actress. I know who you're talking about.
3: Yeah. It didn't work. Once the Coleman took... It did not
2: work. It didn't
3: work. Once the Coleman took over and one uh, they put the right cat together, that thing clicked. It's definitely a dialogue... I what I
1: call casual sophistication.
3: Oh, and it's just delightful.
1: Yeah. Isn't that a great term, Walden? That's very cute.
3: I think it's more... you think it's casual... I think it's really... No, 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 no
1: I said casual sophistication. They were down-home people, but mm-hmm. very sophisticated.
3: Yes. Very. I, I wasn't thinking that, that way. It's very good, Patricia. But Thank
1: if, you, Walden. Uh, I was good. waiting.
3: Very good. and, it, and it, it uh, you want to go star for that?
1: Mm, no, nah, silver will work.
2: How about platinum it um, it worked mm. very well. it was just charming. Uh, I think that's, it, that, that they were
1: you know it, it really surprised me that a husband and wife team could work so well together and I'm saying that if they didn't enjoy it, they did a darn good job on that.
2: Oh, I, I'm sure. Set, but
1: I think they enjoyed working with each and other.
2: I'm sure they did. I'm sure they did enjoy it. And they were delightful. Um, that is, that's probably, and, and I think, as I said, charming is probably the best adjective you can find for that program. Mm hmm. It's got, yeah.
1: And it's, it's just, it's got such wonderful humor in it. And oh, common oh. sense always wins out. Yes. Always wins out. Okay, uh, so what do you want on your list? Since you already have whatever became of.
2: Well, I think I think we'll have, to, have another surprise.
1: We're down to surprises. Okay. Yeah, surprises. Oh,
2: sorry. But no, I'm not it, because I like surprises.
1: Yeah, well, I do too. So surprise it is.
2: Yeah.
3: Okay. Not one more. I can thing do that. here. Yes. Okay. Go
2: oh, yeah. ahead, Ron. One more thing to do here. Yes. We'll talk about the show. Whoops.
1: What played? What played last night? I didn't get yep. to listen.
2: We have to talk about True Detective mysteries. Is what played last night? True Detective.
1: True Detective. Okay.
2: And I, I agree with you. And there's a there's a little proviso though here, another one. And that is that as the series went on, especially later in the series, we talked mm-hmm. to the fifties when it was on Mutual. It was actually pretty darn good. By that
1: time. I can live with that. <laughs> Excuse me. I just pick shows that are hard to listen to in and of themselves. Not in, so you know. I'm not picking on the yeah, series. Yeah. I didn't. I haven't listened to enough of them to appreciate that they actually did get better.
2: Oh, oh, hey, wait a minute. Hold it. What? Hold it. We may. To, we may have to fill that. Uh, we may have to fill a hole on that list. I just remembered that because I don't think I have. That on my
3: list. And I don't
1: have any. I only have one of those. One of? True
3: Detective Mysteries. True Detective? True detective. Oh, I can do that. Yeah. Okay, put that so you can switch a, a surprise to a true detective.
1: Okay. You, you, you got it. You just right. wiped out one of your surprises.
2: Oh, that's <laughs> <out>, Okay.
1: Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, Ron, thank you for hanging with us and um, for being so considerate with our new callers and leaving some time for them.
2: Well I, I hope that works for you. I think I think you'll find though eventually that you'll want to tear it down to maybe once a month or or, or something like that. You'll you'll mm-hmm. see how it works out.
1: And yeah, it, we'll I, we'll see. I think we'll do it for one more week and see how it works and then I think that's a great suggestion. What do you think, Walden? I'm open to any
3: ideas. You know, they can send money at two five, two seven
1: 2527 Duke Place, that's a perpetual <laughs> That's a perpetual address. But, uh, Compensation goes to Walden.
3: Churchy Rolls, too, are oh, very welcome. At uh, 2527 and, and Duke rolls, yes. Place, comes to Mesa, California,
2: 92626. Oh, how, how about deflated footballs?
3: We'll take those,
1: too. And deflated footballs. And deflated now, footballs. Um, well, Ron, thank you so much. You have yourself a safe week, and, and be safe in the snow, please.
2: Well, I will try. I don't plan to go out in any more than the answer. So, well, Hopefully.
1: then you can be safe in the snow.
2: I'll try to be safe. Okay. All right, Ron. Be good. Right. You take care, too. Bye. We'll
1: talk to you soon. Bye. Bye-bye. I talked with Jimmy Nelson last week.
3: And how was Jimmy?
1: Yeah, and I, I forgot to tell you. and Maybe actually it was maybe two weeks ago. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, he was home from his trips to see family, and I called him to tell him how much we enjoyed Talking with him, and he said, oh, it was just such fun. That's, it, it's just so much fun to be remembered. I'm <laughs> just remembered. You've got to be kidding me. When I said chocolate, it made me think of it. <laughs> and I said, would you would you consider um, spending some time with us again down the line? He said, down the line? Of
3: course I would. Oh, wonderful. So
1: he, he said he had a really good time. He is, he is such
3: a nice back. person, everybody. He's I Oh, uh...
1: so gracious. I know. I know. And he's always been that way. He just... He doesn't stop smiling when he's with you. And it's not, you know, a public oh. relations type smile. Yeah. It's like he genuinely likes to be with people.
3: Data there for one question called, how did you hook up with him? Was it because of PR with the bank? How did you first get in touch with him? How, how did that all come about? I,
1: and that was exactly it. I was doing a lot of business writing for a couple of business magazines, and I, I took over editorship of one of them, but this was, you know, when I was writing for them. Right. And it, it, it just tickled me that we would watch these commercials, local commercials, with um, Jimmy Nelson, and he'd have Danny O'Day and Farfel with him, and they're advertising for a savings <laughs> and amount. I, and I called the editor and said, you know, I think we're missing a gold mine here, and she said, go for it. So I picked up the phone, and that's how I met Jimmy Nelson. I met him over in his office. That's what we were talking about when he was with us on the air. Yeah. And you know, the poor guy he dragged this steamer trunk <laughs> with the dummy sort the figures so, in it. So did you call and the... that was the first time I met him and I did a couple of articles about him and, and we just had such great fun.
3: So did he call the corporate headquarters and then you get routed into his office or what did it take? to? No, no, I
1: just called the savings loan and said could I please speak with him? And then piped <laughs> me right in.
3: <laughs> so were you surprised we we're gonna be that quick and
1: easy? No. No. Wow. If they were if they were sharp enough. And fun enough in attitude to have a ventriloquist and two dummies represent their bank. I figured they were probably just fun people, and they were. That whole organization was without uh, you know I mean, yeah. they weren't out doing dummies. <laughs>
3: but it's so fun but to as th- a
1: group. The entire organization were just people. People.
3: It's so fun to think about uh, here in the late 60s through early 70s, home savings loans are a big home. They had a love of ultimate, right? so they would have Hal Perry, Walter Tetley, and
4: oh Harry Von goodness. Zell,
3: and George B- to be their spokesperson. And they would have radio events at the and people get to show up and meet meet with the people and.
2: Hello, Jim. Hi, Jim. How
1: are you?
4: Yeah, fine. First of all, before uh, one football show, uh, two football shows I could think of. All right. There was a night beat show from June 12, 1950 called The Football Player and the Syndicate. Yeah. Conrad played an ex-football player whose life is in danger. That's
3: true.
4: I think it was a Rocky Fortune from... 54, I think it was January of 54, 26, I believe, and it may have been an earlier date, but Rocky Fortune is hired to be a bodyguard to a football player.
1: I remember that one. I listened to Rocky. There aren't very many, and I listen to them every once in a while, and they're just as much fun on repeats as they are on the first time through.
4: John Donning made a comment in his first book. He wasn't a great fan of Rocky Fortune, but yet, in his opinion, his opinion was humorous anyway. He described that episode. He said, in one episode, he is hired to guard a football player, which proves, if anything, that anything was possible on radio.
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> I, guess, I guess that means Sinatra was very... Small size wise, I mean, he wasn't a big guy. Well,
1: oh, it, it's true, it's true. I mean, he certainly wouldn't be considered a yeah, linebacker. He He was he was as skinny as an emery board. For goodness sakes, I mean, he really was. That was one, and, I, and a,
4: There were a number of Frank Merriwells that dealt with football. You know, when he was
0: mm-hmm.
4: I mean, there's one episode where he's there are several where's and where he's pulled from the game for different. He, when he pulls a touchdown at the last minute. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, a lot of Jack Armstrong. We don't have him. sure uh, uh, around in the early thirties, felt around his playing football and with Coach Hardy and different things like that. Um,
4: right, and I'm sure there were well, there a number of episodes. You, well,
3: those are all with General Mills, so we need to, people who want to donate oh, a dollars. To Any luck
4: on that? By the way, since you talked about it last time,
3: we we just need to raise another seventeen more people. A dollar a piece, and we won't want the money up front. But you're interested in helping us t- to unclog the General Mills vault of all Jack Armstrong, and I bet they got other radio stuff just sitting there.
1: No, they probably have, and they've got all of all of the premium information yeah. and advertising. And yeah,
3: but they're just not anyway,
1: interested in anyway. We need. Let me see how many we need. Um, hold on. We we need 18.
3: 18 more people. Yeah, we have 32
1: people committed with $1. 32. And that's all we want is a commitment that you're willing to donate $1. When we have 50, we can buy a share of General Mills stock and then start a campaign that we've got 50 stockholders. We have about 50 shareholders here in this little community alone, and we're upset that they haven't turned Jack Armstrong loose. And they don't have to yeah, know, know that we, we have a share, which is how come we are a shareholder. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> we're, we're just getting mileage out of it. Yeah.
0: Right. Has
4: GM expressed a reason as to why they're not interested in releasing the screen?
3: The well, Martin Graham has a third that they're, looking, they're, looking, they're not interested in any small project financially. Um, that's his theory. He have, he have written from the president on down uh, upward. He's now, uh, pulling some strings of some people on the board. I'm, I've, I sat down and wrote a whole big proposal to General Mills, and they just turned me down. Uh,
4: Did they have a reason?
3: No. Yeah. Um, and I talked to the archivist, and yeah, they have them. Mm-hmm. They have them, the scripts, right? all the scripts. They have the recordings and scripts, all the business stuff. Um, so it will be a wonderful thing. Maybe, maybe
1: I just need to call Jeannie Moose and tell her we have 32 people committed already
3: and this is our problem and see what she can do with it. Could be. You know, that reminds me. I wonder if. Maybe we can hook up how much General Mills is going for and we'll just go ahead and buy it. You know I also have a can
1: buy it and I ca- I'll have to cancel my disconnect on the TV because Gene Moose is with CNN and I'm probably not going to get that.
4: Um I wonder if GM also has uh meaning General Mills also has the recordings of another show they sponsored. To, to my knowledge only one episode is surfaced and that was the 1950s Mautie series The Silver Eagle.
3: You just never know.
4: That was sponsored by General Mills, you know the one Jim Amici was in. Correct. Only one, To my knowledge, only one episode has surfaced called Decoy for Death in 1954. And it was really the, one of the last children's adventure shows. It ran from 51 to 54. And he was a Maudie, just like Sergeant Preston. Although I don't think his dog was in the story, I don't think. His dog wasn't
1: mentioned.
3: His dog was out on a vacation. Right. <laughs>
1: but, Are you serious?
3: <laughs> no. Have you heard that one? No, I
1: haven't. Oh, man, you
4: guys, you know how gullible I am. But, uh, yeah, that was, uh, it would be nice if those could surface, because a lot of people like the Silver Eagle. I know friends of mine who grew up liking that show.
3: Well, you know, they were such a heavy sponsors of radio, you would think they would, they would be part of the radio history. So I like with DuPont, DuPont opened the, the floodgate to Martin Graham you know, once they, they have a whole museum t- dedicated to the h- corporate history, and they're very happy. And now, they and Martin have copies of all the photos. They took cash photos of every other radio broadcast. So, his upcoming book on Cavalcade will have cast photos of all the Cavalcade
4: hmm. broadcasts. I was just going to say, too, uh, if you, so if, what's the promoting now on your night's?
3: Well, uh, right now we're starting to get a little. Uh, Patricia, want to give everybody an update where we are on the, on the uh, on the run for the the five shows.
1: In one minute, you guys just keep okay. talking for so one more minute, uh,
3: okay? Patricia's making envelopes. Zip. zip. No, she's, not. she's <laughs> not.
1: She is away from the computer at this particular moment. She's in moment. the kitchen. She's I have the... been sitting in front of that computer now for three. Solid hours, and I have been absent for 30 seconds, and you caught me.
3: <laughs> I don't know how you do it. Is she in the kitchen? Get, she's going to make coffee or tea? Everybody wanna. Is she doing Maxwell House coffee or Lipton tea? You want to take a guess, Jim? I'm going to guess and tea. I'm thinking that the, Arthur Godfrey earlier. That's right. Cause I think Patricia would support Arthur Godfrey. No, I wouldn't. I would just support the tea. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> what do I know? So lips can
4: be on the map, though. Uh, uh,
1: but, uh, okay, all right, so now I have to hurry, hurry, hurry. Get back, get back to my computer. Get back, get back. See, I can take you with me. Calvin doesn't take us with him when he leaves.
3: I leave you guys behind.
1: You just leave. Okay, what am I supposed to be looking for here? Well, we Home want the rundown.
3: The rundown, <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah. <gee laughs> Addresses of the rundown of the, of the shows during the week. You,
3: Sometimes you'd like nice that I don't take you with me because you might hear sound effects, Patricia. You never know. Would. You
1: know, if I went and Even though you haven't played your sound effects recently. I know, but if okay, I took so you we to... Are, I, I, we are I, I, taking votes. Ron and um, Jim, you voted for... To keep for, it um, Kind of hands off, just yeah. leave it as it is for a while. But eventually we're going to run out of probably science fiction and family. How long does Family Theater run? It's a couple That's of years.
3: 500 episodes. We ran 20 years
1: and we use 52 so we got we're good for 10 years. Yeah. Okay. And <laughs> 90. Um if we if we run out of or um, we dump science fiction because it seems like people are wearing thin on science fiction and might like something else on Thursday show. What would you like on Thursdays if we change it? I out? like
4: either the surprise night, another thing I would like to and I mentioned like there maybe the newscast once three alternatives. Surprise mm-hmm. night, date night, well, four alternatives. Surprise night, mm-hmm. date night, which would be, you know, the shows from the given date. Uh, and, it, and, it, and the surprise night would include a news, two vintage newscasters once a month. And another thing I thought about since you were just talking about it, how about the Cavalcade of America on Thursday?
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Good choice.
4: Have you enjoyed that choice, Patricia? Have you enjoyed the Cavalcade?
1: I have not listened to enough, Jim, to even remember what I listened to. I am so ashamed of myself. I think, I I think... I have something to redeem me.
3: It's one of those series, I think certain parts are stronger than others, Patricia. So, I think you have to, you have to find a... I'm
1: not into dramatic stuff. I know. Very
3: much. I know you're not.
1: And that is one of the reasons I never pulled biography in sound... To listen to.
3: But that's not a and that's not a dramatic... That's a, biographies. Well, I've got to tell you. Here's actual voice interviews. Week. Hold on. You get Patricia I, gonna...
1: I listened to two of them this week because I had to pull the shows. You yep. and I had talked about this. Yep. And I had to pull the shows and I saw F. Scott Fitzgerald yep. on the list and I listened because I had read The Great Gatsby finally. I'm getting to some of the classics. Right. I read The Great Gatsby several months ago. And I've always been... Oh, I don't want to say enamored. Um, interested, if not strong enough. But anyway, F. Scott Fitzgerald has always been a major um, I wish I knew more about right. him person. So I said, okay, well, I'll listen to F. Scott Fitzgerald. And I expected one of these dramatic presentations like Mr. President, which I absolutely... <laughs> um, I mean, it's just not on, on my list, guys, you know. And it wasn't... It was... It was a series of interviews that a newsman had done over time and they pulled together pieces of interviews with various people who knew him, lived close to him, worked with him, knew publishers who worked with him. These were all personal experiences and the narrator knit these together and some of them didn't even have to be knit together and I thought, this is so cool and, I mean, is this that, is,
3: and that's the this entire is, run the entire run is right there yeah so when you read, I know, read well.
1: oh. okay let's see what else is on the list and there is franklin p adams who is one of my favorite yes. people franklin p adams was one of the regular panelists on information please and he what had, I, he had I don't want to say he was dour. he he was solid and it took a lot to make him laugh right. but he was brilliant and it was an entire string of interviews with people who knew him, lived next door to him, had a party with him, went to the, um, what was the name of the club that they did in New York?
3: Uh, Algonquin, the Algonquin Club.
1: I, I wanted to say the Algonquin, but there was a second one, wasn't Park there?
4: The Historic Club?
1: No, no. They, this was an organization that they had, but I'll say the Algonquin, mm-hmm. um, and there the people the who table. were members yeah. of that as well, and I'm thinking, how did I miss this? These really are, honest to goodness, biographies and snapshots, intimate snapshots of people we would never have an opportunity to know about.
4: Patricia, there's an excellent one. Among others, there's an excellent one on Ernie Pyle. It's called "Typewriter in a Foxhole." There's one mm-hmm. on uh, uh, Benchley. Um, you
3: know, um, Robert Benchley, Alexander, uh-huh. Alexander
4: Wolcott, Ernest Hemingway. He, uh, uh, there Cooley. were a
1: couple on Hemingway. I mean, it even goes back to Jared George
3: Washington. Crow. I don't know how they found eyewitness reports. George Washington. Was Rose, they talked to They talked to Roosevelt cabinet people. Uh, t- the family members of Teddy Roosevelt.
1: Albert uh, Bar- we've, we've got Winston Churchill. Yeah. Uh, Carl Sandburg, Ethel Barrymore. Um, Franklin Roosevelt, of course. Leo DeRocher,
4: Connie Mack. Um, one.
1: Uh, Connie Mack is one. There's George Washington. Um, Jerome Kern. Yes. Thomas Wolfe, and of course Franklin P. Adams. There were two on Franklin P. Adams. No, and they, know, they were repeated. Are these repeats they were, they were repeat. or are repeat. they new shows? Also? Repeat.
4: The, repeat. Sure. the Repeats.
1: Okay. They were
4: repeats. Some of
1: them. Okay. Albert Schweitzer. Um, Fred Allen. Yeah. So, I mean it's are like Grandma Moses, Newt Rothney, Karen right. Darrow, W. C. Fields, I mean the list just goes on and on. And they are so fabulous. So and, and I so, now have a new show to play with. And, and, and,
3: and, 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 and so the thing that gets me about the series, uh NBC kept it on the air for for fifty six to sixty four. And they must well, have they done did a good thing for us. They must have it done is a gift. They must have done so many shows. I don't know how did. I don't know how they broadcast. I don't know if they did once a month. In Some years I think they must have. Some years they did it every week. Well, uh, once th- a I week.
1: Some that were five, done every week. It,
4: it was once a week, I think from fifty five to fifty eight, I think. Mm-hmm. And then,
3: That's what I'm, so, I'm looking at the list, and it looks I'm like
1: I'm
4: not sure body. about that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know that Herbert Hoover one was 64, 64. was died.
3: But see, but say just me. I think they must have. It must have taken their time because they didn't rush it. Because I think they did so many, and then they were putting repeats. I think. Yes. I think they put it out once they felt like they had enough enough of a handle mm-hmm. to do a show. Yeah. And also with a narration. I looked up
1: in Dunning to see what he had to say, and it's I, you're rattling my brain here. I believe that's what he said that they took a great deal of time, to, and would have to. My gosh, they pulled interviews from at least half a dozen people, sometimes more. Yeah,
3: I, oh <laughs> and
1: knit them together. So I mean, this is a time-consuming labor of love well, that they I, put together I, here.
3: I, I sat down with uh, when I interviewed little Hamner, of course the creator of Walton. He wrote some of these. He wrote the front on Fred Allen. And yeah. he said, and, uh, and, you know, you can see why. They, they hired really good writers to put this together. Andrew and Richard. also,
4: Walden, some of the great NBC newsmen narrated it, like Chet Huntley, Morgan Beatty, uh, Leon Pearson. Uh,
3: or sometimes Fred Allen narrated W.C. Field. That's or, right. Or Jack mm-hmm. Haley did Fred Allen. Or, uh, I think
1: the important thing for me was that this is not a highbrow biography. This is honest-to-goodness people who knew the people being profiled in this biography. Oh, oh another and one I think... It's, it's another like one, having a conversation Another with one them. I it's think terrible. you
3: get kicked out of, Patricia, they, they did one in Mira LaGuardia.
1: Yes, I, re- I saw that on the list as well. Yeah. We've got George M. Cohen, we've got the Gershwins, um, Connie Mack, of course, uh, I think Jim just mentioned.
3: Yep. Robert B. I mentioned earlier.
1: Claire Lewis, H.L. Uh, Mencken, I can't wait to hear that. He was about as as cervic as you can get. Uh, Carl Sandberg, did I mention? Yeah. Um, uh, Alvin Barkley, the yes. vice president. Right.
3: Yes. Right. In fact, and <laughs> and the Alvin Barkley one. hmm Uh, I don't know if most people notice notice about. It. He passed away while he was giving an address, and they have the broadcast in in here.
1: Oh, I did not know that. He.
3: It was I know so ironic. His, his wife was much younger than he. It, I remember it, that. It was so ironic, though. His last statement was that I rather be in the house of the Lord rather than being the front in the in the uh, in the chambers of the of the house, and he passed away right after he said this, this statement. Well, I guess he knew
1: something. He knew he something. Yeah,
3: and you'll hear you'll hear this you you'll hear that broadcast in this speech in here. It is well, an actually.
1: Okay, I'll put experience. that one next on my list. Yeah, but uh, so for our listeners. This is one, I don't recall, maybe two or three people over the last several years asking for biography and sound, and it's one that I am touting tonight. It is fabulous.
4: But Patricia, I think, Uh, I know you said you're not a drama fan, but I know you love American history, so I think you would probably like, and I think the reason you have, you say you're making, one comment on Mr. President, I know you're not a fan of that show, but... I still think the reason they kept the name of the president from being identified is, if they said tonight the story of Chester Arthur, I don't think people would have listened, or Millard Fillmore. I mean, they would—they would listen to Lincoln, they in Washington probably, maybe uh, Grant, maybe Andrew Jackson. But a story about Millard Fillmore or Chester Arthur or Benjamin Harrison listeners might not have heard it.
1: Well, I wouldn't have heard it because I wouldn't listen to this show. I mean, I really hate this... Well, let me give you another hint. Maybe it'll it'll surprise you. Well, well this is what the, the, the president did on it's this Do you know yet who we're talking? Well, no. Get to the point. <laughs> but
4: Patricia, if she had <laughs> announced at the beginning, tonight, the story of Chester Arthur, people might not have listened.
1: I think it would have been a nifty technique if they had done... Ten minutes of the show, seven minutes of the show, and said we're we're hearing about this president in this particular time, and then go on with the show. If they want an element of surprise, get people in with the first seven to ten minutes. If it's not good enough for to keep the audience, they're going to lose them anyway. Well,
3: think of it this but, way, though, Jim. Cavalcade America did like what Patricia liked when they did profiles on Lincoln and Jefferson and uh, Washington. You knew you knew who they were.
4: There might have been Edward Arnold. Uh, but of course, you said, Patricia, did you say you were not an Edward Arnold fan anyway? Is it, was it correct. My- and
1: this cements
4: it. <laughs> uh, I, I know I'm there so are two sorry, actors Edward, you're not I a fan
1: of. I am uh, so sorry. I,
4: I know there are two radio actors you're not a fan of. One is Edward Arnold, and I think the other one, you said you were not a great fan of Frank Lovejoy?
1: That's correct.
4: Is it their voice? And again, I'm not our saying you're wrong. Is everyone has opinions? Is it their voice? Yeah,
1: it's their. You're right. It's their voices. It's not their acting
3: abilities. Well, fine you actors. forgot. I'm, you I'm, forgot I'm, another one. It's making makes me nuts. There's another one. She, she doesn't. She doesn't like what somebody else that tops Edward Arnold on her list. Really? Yeah. And that is Sydney Greenstreet.
1: Oh, oh Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yes. It's, it's oh, Nero Wolfe. Oh. Wrong.
3: Wrong. oh near
1: he, he, he Sidney yeah. Green Street Trumps.
3: Yes. Eduardo and Patricia yeah. Hughes. Yeah,
1: he always sounded like he had a cold and needed to clear his throat.
4: But he was so identified as Mr. President that even Harry Truman called him Mr. President.
1: Yeah, oh, I, as I say, I'm no fault at all and his acting abilities were wonderful. I just there, there's something about his portrayals, his acting and, and it's not because it's bad acting, it's because of how it affects
3: me. You know, the, the one trait Edward Arnold had, though, for, for a dramatic show, it's so unique. He was prone to crack up, and you could hear him laugh during the shows. He, he something struck when something strikes him funny, he would start, mm-hmm. he would start laughing. And a lot of, like Paulie Bear, would would remember stories that when Edward Arnold starts giggling, it, you you couldn't could mistake that, that big hearty laugh of his.
4: But I think you would like I think you would like Cavalcade depending on the subject of the show, but and I've listened to a number of them in the last year. Ron sent me a number of them. and they're very to me, they're very well done. And, and, and again, you know, not every week's show and the common theme you hear in Cavalcade is when they especially when they deal with inventors and people like that mm-hmm. in the dramatization. It's the co- the common tale of people saying this will never work, this invention will never work, it's a, it's a bad idea, and, and you know, and how they overcame these uh, these negative comments. Uh,
1: for example, was, the one did, thing- did Cavalcade of America feature the Wright brothers one time?
3: I would not be surprised, I haven't heard of it. Probably.
1: Well, that, that's one show that I heard and I didn't go back for more. Really? Really? The and way I it was done. Uh, okay. you, you,
3: you know, Patricia, you know somebody who's related to the Wright brothers. I do? Oh, yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> You're
1: related to everybody. I R I G H. Say Elliot Lewis and Walden Hughes. <laughs>
4: what was it, again, Patricia, was it the way the story was portrayed of the Wright brothers or what?
1: Yeah, I thought it was overly done and oh gosh you know the little vehicle chugged into town and chugged back and and they figured out how to fix the fan belt and I don't care. Y- you know, <laughs> you know <laughs> G- Jim, Jim,
3: Jim that, Jim, that the Jim. Has
1: has
4: fan Did G- you like you are there.
3: Yeah that was pretty good. Yeah. Jim you know one thing. Yeah. Our Patricia does not have an opinion on any subject matter. Just wanted to back that up.
4: Well, and you know, and again, there's nothing wrong. <laughs> I, I want to say this: you're, you're very unique in yeah. the <laughs> Ron and I have talked about you put a whole new perspective, and, and and there's nothing wrong with that. You put a whole new perspective on things that a lot of us have never thought about before. You know, like because again, you're a writer; you view it from. Not only audio but liter- liter- literary uh, technique and writing and writing yeah, the writing of, yeah
1: and then you write the script of a show. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, I mean I'm sure if, and of course you put new perspective and your portrayal about actors it just it's uh,
3: you know you know John Denny now she's not going to write do the next edition of of the, the his book. I think Patricia would have an interesting squant. if she? if she? if decided to do the next ver- version of the? Uh, Her,
4: if he ever does a third one. He, yeah, I
3: think Patricia would be a perfect candidate to, to to write the Encyclopedia of Old Time Radio. It'd be a, a totally different scrant.
4: Yeah, if you ever you know, and if if he doesn't write a third one, maybe someday you can write one, Patricia, based on your p- stuff. Yes. You'd be good at it. You'd be good at it. Uh, yeah
3: it would have a different unique slant to every episode.
4: Of course you'd, in doing it though, Patricia, you'd have to hear of course you're hearing awful shows now yeah, but you would have you'd have to hear a lot more of the, of the regular shows that were awful, not <laughs> to mention your awful shows to, uh, to, to, to judge each series, but you would put a new a good perspective. And you maybe you if the publisher would let you do it, you could even include some of the awful shows in your references. <laughs> uh, there were, were so many of them dis- that we're discovering these days you know uh, And I, uh,
3: Patricia, uh, got, uh, uh, Guide to Old Time Radio it would be a very interesting book
4: Patricia, uh, yeah <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah and, and you could say what you could Jump call it
1: it'd
4: be a <laughs> but you would you add a new perspective to it uh, now let me ask you, who's your least favorite actress on radio
1: Oh my goodness, what a great question. Let me think about that. Mm. Mm. Do I have some choices? Yes. My brain just went poop. Tell me what my choices are.
4: Well I I don't know. I mean that's just that's just I mean there are many actresses. (laughs) (laughs) I thought
1: you were giving me multiple choice. I mean yeah, you you had multiple
4: multiple choice. I'm not saying these were bad, I'm just naming actresses. You had everyone from Lorraine Tuttle to Virginia Gregg to Virginia Christine to Elspeth Eric to, uh, uh, Terry Keane to...
3: Well, uh, she might go after the big comedy one like Joan Davis and Eve Arden and... Okay. And, uh, Mary Livingston and Gracie Allen and...
4: Right, yeah, yeah, uh, okay, Mary... Jane Ace and... A lot of those, um...
3: Now, Kim Bragg can't stand Jane Ace. That, that her voice bothers Kim Bragg. Who's
4: that? Who can't, drink? Who can't Kim stand?
3: A Jane Ace of the
4: of the easy aces. Yeah.
3: Of easy aces. Yeah, yeah. I think Kim also had to fun with Eve Arden too. So, That's good taste, you
4: know. So one of my friends was not a great fan. <laughs> one of my friends was not a great fan of Jane Morgan's portrayal of Mrs. Davis on our Miss Brooks. I have a friend that did not enjoy. Oh, I
1: like Mrs. Davis. And I just. You know, Eve Arden always sounded like she was struggling to overact in that. Like, if I if I overact, maybe you'll
3: believe me.
4: I don't know. Did you enjoy Marie Wilson? Who's she? Or Irma.
3: Irma. Oh, my, my friend Irma. Oh yeah, that was okay.
4: Did you enjoy? And, 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 and I I like Jane. I like Jane. Kathy Lewis on Irma. She, you, you could you could you could feel Kathy Lewis's. Patience, her almost loving patience with Irma. You know, she had such a loving patience with her, knowing the kind of woman she was. She was. Mm-hmm. You could feel that in Jan- and Kathy Lewis's portrayal. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and Southern. Yes. And Amazing. Uh-huh. Um, I, I would put her on my long list, not my short list.
4: Yeah.
1: And um, Eve Arden. Right. And... Mary Livingston was okay. She just had a weird laugh. Have you taken Mm -hmm. a minute to listen to Mary Livingston's laugh?
4: Would you put Jane ice on there?
1: No, she's okay. Um, You know, I can can deal with that. I can deal with that. But Mary Livingston, when she laughed, she would go, (laughs) (laughs) I never got it. Never, Um, never, I mean, help me here. (laughs) Go listen to Mary Livingston and tell me what you think. Would you listen to One Mary Livingston by next week? Hmm.
4: Would you? Jim? Yep. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I'll, have to- well, I'll, I'll, I'll try to catch one if I can this week. Uh, okay.
1: Okay, I'll tell you what, I will, I will be listening to various shows over the next week or two. <laughs> yeah. when, when I find one with a really good example of Mary's weird laugh, I'll flag it for Walden,
3: and maybe Walden, you could play it sure, on your. Sure,
1: sure, yeah, we can do that. Okay. All right.
3: well, of course, you know all she right. So she had some great boopers. She was known for her boopers, and Jack would play off of them. Yeah, like, yeah. The Grass reeks, and Swiss mm-hmm. Tree Sandwich and all those legendary yeah. mill pops.
4: And again, you mm-hmm. say, Patricia, a lot of these people that you're not a fan of, again, it's not necessarily their acting, it's their voice in a lot of cases, not bad acting. She's a voice person. That
1: is correct. In Eve Arden's case, it is the way she portrayed, excuse me, the way she portrayed Connie Brooks is not, not the vision I would have of an English teacher.
4: Well, you know, when they did the first audition, Shirley Booth auditioned.
1: Yeah, it that. Does. Somebody said that one. Maybe it was you, Jim, and I didn't know that, and I can't find it. I looked for it, and I can't find the
3: audition. Didn't John and Larry play Shirley Booth? Yeah, it's April 4th, forty eight. It's an audition show, and yeah. it's, it's, it's just terrible. I guess I didn't look hard enough. Yeah, uh,
4: Yeah, and that just didn't, you know, and and again, when I think of Shirley Booth, I think of the TV show Hazel she did in the 60s. Mm-hmm. And that was very successful for a number of years, uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know. But but whatever you think of our Miss of Miss of Connie Brooks, no one could have been cast better as Gail Gordon for the principal.
1: Oh my goodness! I think he should have been cast the star of the show, Miss Brooks, principal or something. I don't know. He was fabulous. You know, he was good in everything he did. There are an awful lot of actors you can't say that about.
4: Right. right well, the way you, the, you the, there wasn't, you know, the way you know that it before that show was over each week something would get him into a high temper.
3: I, oh, of course. You he know would what? I, you know what? I should play sometime. Maybe we should put it's a time yeah. when uh, John already sat with Gil going for a couple of hours and just reminisce.
4: Well, that might be mm-hmm. fun. I want to hear his first ever yeah. show, show sometime. Yeah. Because I'm sure he had some fascinating. Oh, he did reminiscence he did uh, comment on true detective Mr. uh patricia i didn't get to hear the one last night all of it but ron is correct in that later episodes it did get better as the series went along i wouldn't put it in my top ten but mm-hmm. it but it was based again on stories from true detective magazine and later they would offer a one thousand dollar reward for capture of a wanted criminal that they would give this of mm-hmm. at the end of the show um, in the early 1970s, my mother and I were looking in the newsstand, and they were, still had True Detective magazine on the newsstands as a monthly magazine. I don't know if True Detective still exists or not. Do you?
1: No, I do not.
4: Maybe you can look that up while you're, we have...
1: Uh, okay, I'm, I found... Hold on, see. I'm, I'm doing uh, things here. I okay. found the Wright Brothers listed uh, for... Uh,
3: I've never heard John of it. John
1: Gunning, page 727, and let me see if there's a reference to this.
3: Um, L.E. Queen magazine still exists, everybody. What's that? L.E. Queen mystery oh, magazine. Oh, that's right. Yeah.
4: Yeah, that magazine still exists. Uh-huh. It's even available on uh, recorded form.
3: Correct. Um,
4: that's another thing that's changed a lot over the years is that you used to be able to get magazines with fictional stories, like, uh, Cosmopolitan, I know Cosmopolitan still exists, but I don't know if they put stories in there anymore, uh, or you also had, well, a lot of women got my True Story magazine, or there was Redbook, of course, and...
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I bet all those types of magazines are gone now. There was even a... I guess Reader's digest, reader digest might be the only one, I don't know. Oh,
1: maybe there's a rack full of them when I check out I'll, next time I check out in the supermarket, I'll pay attention
4: well, yeah. to what's up on the rack. Yeah. So, the "My True Story" was popular for years with women, and of course, there was a radio version called "My True Story" based on that magazine. I don't know if there's any record. Golden has three, I think. I haven't. Have you seen any "My True Stories," Walden? And- no,
3: I have not. Just heard a promotion for it, but it's, I've never heard one.
4: Yeah. Well, you also you had True Detective, and you also had Official Detective magazine. There was a radio show called Official mm-hmm. Detective.
1: Um, yep. But cops did, have always been big sellers. Seriously, cops and doctors. You cannot go wrong with cops and doctors. Right. I don't know about today, though.
4: Oh, well, you know, you uh, my dad asked one time what, during a new TV season. He was talking to my mother one time, and he says, it seems like every season... The dramatic shows involve either a lawyer, a cop, or a doctor Mm -hmm. as a profession. And he was just and I and I and I was I was thinking about my dad's comments at the time because you know with doctors and police and lawyers there's conflict. You know the story involves a conflict of some kind. Yeah. And I'm wondering and I just think as a profession could there be a TV show about a stockbroker? Let's say. I guess what investment... There, there was. I'm just thinking of stockbroker as a profession. There
3: was, there was a TV show star stockbroker. It was also on radio.
4: What was it? Uh, uh, it's escaped me. What?
3: You're going to say "Oh, Walden when I tell you. What's that? One man family.
4: Well, I guess that's right. <laughs> You're right, but it, never talks it. you ever know, about it? Yeah,
1: but the, the show wasn't about
4: a stockbroker, it had, had a
3: stockbroker. I know, but uh, he's
4: just a, a stockbroker. He never talked about his investments though,
3: Father he? Okay, anybody know. Now, uh, here's a, here's a, now your dad was in the oil business, right, Jim? Yeah, or construction business. For okay, well oil, but he also worked for oil companies, right? Yes. What, what old time radio show had, was based upon the oil, oil business? I'll kick myself. It was on for over 20 years. Almost 27, over 25 years or so. (laughs) (laughs) I'll kick myself. Just just tell me.
4: (laughs) What was it again?
3: Pepper Young Family.
4: Oh, of course. I never thought of that. Yeah, right. (laughs) Right, you're right. I'm not arguing. Right. But, I mean, are there professions, really, that you could do a show about where there wasn't conflict? or where there could well, be made there, there
1: can be no show without conflict. Right. It's just there's something about cops that intrigues people. There's something about doctors that they want to know about. They want to know what goes on behind the scenes. And lawyers. Um, yeah, you know, it, it's just what is.
4: But I mean, like, uh, could you do a show? And I'm, I'm just batting ideas in my head around here. Could you do a show, say, about a... Clerk at a grocery store. I guess you could have a conflict over it does the meat cost too much.
1: Well, it has it has to be an exciting conflict. Yes. Yeah. And I you guess can you're blow right. excitement there. into I took him back from the brink of death and we chased the burglar down the street and everybody got shot up. Yeah, but,
4: Yeah,
3: but but,
2: but 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 there was a famous yeah, there
3: was a famous show based on a grocery store. Smack Out Yeah, Smack Out. <laughs>
4: And uh, and they were Smack Out of everything. Everything, yeah.
3: Well, have you heard
1: any terribly famous, but it didn't last.
4: <laughs> have you heard any recordings of Smack Out yet?
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, I have a couple. I,
4: what did you think of, of course, it doesn't compare to Fibber McGee, but what did you think of it?
1: Well, I thought it was kind of interesting. Um, and I, I could see in the early 1930s that it might fly as a show.
4: And they were good in it, I bet.
1: I think they were. I'd be happy to send what I've got.
4: I've never heard of Smack Out, so maybe you could add that to the...
1: I will put Smack Out on your list, then. I have, I think, one complete show and one partial show, at least, and I pulled them down. The site doesn't post these things anymore, but I visited a British site, and those people had always been so good to me, and I was kind of cruising through and seeing what people had put up and posted. And I came across this post that said, just in case somebody wants this stuff before I throw it out. And it was two snack outs. She had no idea what she had.
3: Well, no,
4: they did another show. Wasn't it called The Smith Family?
3: Yes, they did Smith. They also did uh, Kidney uh, uh, Garden. That was Kindergarten. And they were also regular on the breakfast club for a while.
4: I know, I know John Larry played a Christmas Carlton Meyer from 36, so that's right. what a partial broadcast?
3: It's a full yeah. broadcast, December 12th of 36.
4: Right. Now, um, Chuck played part of one one time, and I don't know if, if that's the only one that exists, or if that's just that's
3: The only one I, I'm aware of, but, you know.
4: And did, were the Jordans yeah. in that one on December 12th? I can't remember. John Lewis says no. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but they were, but they were also on, of course, they were, the Smith family was, was that after Smack Out or before?
3: I think it was before.
4: Yeah.
3: But sometimes they were doing shows at the same time, so it might have happened. Right. But Smack Out was sort of the one that, uh, that the Johnson family became aware of them, because they were, that was a favorite show, of Missy Hoos, why of the, the, uh, you know, the people of the Johnson family.
4: Well, sure, and the gamble sure paid out, paid off for them.
3: You know, it's a smart story. I don't know if you know the story. Uh, the Johnson Wax Wack people really wanted to sponsor Jim and Jim, Jim and Jordan, but they didn't want to tip their hand. They said that we, we'd be interested in shows that NBC had. And it was... Th- the Out was number 37 on the list. They went, they sat through 36 shows until they got to the one they were hoping yeah. NBC would gonna put on there, and that's when they because they didn't wanna tip their hand because they didn't want the price to go up. So that's what, that's how they they sat through 36 other shows before they got to Jim and Million Join.
4: Well, interesting, very yeah. yeah. Well, it's sure, it sure paid off. I and I have to add uh, Patricia to... Awful radio female voices. And again, it's just my opinion. Elena Bedurgo, M- Millie, I-, I have to, Millie's voice just kind of grades on my nerves.
1: I just pulled out some Meet Millie. I've never listened to that show, so now I have to go listen and see what she sounds like.
4: Well, <laughs> Ron and I put, put that on our, our individual awful. And
3: I've been looking for her, so, you know, once I get her I expect you to give her a call, Jim.
4: Oh. Well, is she still living? Yes. Elena
3: Maduro. Uh, yes. Audrey Totter, is it, right? Yeah, Audrey Totter passed away, but Elena, last I knew she was living in Arizona, so I tried to shake her down.
4: Now, you've heard both versions, right? What did you, of uh, the two? What,
3: I have never heard Elena. I've heard Audrey Totter. It didn't bother me, but I, uh, I have not heard Elena's voice
4: yet. And, of course, she did it on television.
3: She also did it on radio. Right, and I guess, uh, I
4: guess Audrey, I guess, uh, Audrey, when, they, when it came to television, if I remember right from Dunning, the studio wouldn't let Audrey do television.
3: Right, because she was a movie star.
4: Right. Isn't that interesting how so many of those shows back then, the studios, of course, hated television because it was a true competitor of the movies. Yep. And there were a number of stars that they wouldn't let do, uh, I can't, there are some others, I can't think of them right now, but they wouldn't let them do uh, television. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess originally, William Bendix, Jackie Gleason, right. Riley on television. Right. Because the studio didn't want William Bendix to do television. You know, Jackie Gleason did one radio life of Riley when William Bendix was horse, I think. Headline Drive.
3: Yep, I haven't heard it yet, but I know he did it. He did it.
4: Mm-hmm. So, that's my thing for tonight. Uh, later you can see... If, if True Detective is still on the newsstands, Patricia. Uh,
1: oh, oh, I can do that right now.
4: Okay, well, I'm here, yeah. Ooh, I'm, I was. It
1: wasn't the 70s. Without lead. <laughs> it was. It um, um, has been the name of several different magazines. Uh, let's see may refer to American Crime
4: through 1995. Do you know a
1: True Story 2, oh,
3: just out of curiosity? Oh, yeah. well, by the way, I want, make American an, crime stories. I want to make an announcement here. Um, up in Seattle, we're going to do a Dr. Christian radio show starring, starring Gene Herschel's grandson. Really? Greg Herschel, who is a well-known new character in Seattle, he's been doing Morning Drive for a lot of years, uh, gets to agree today to play... Uh, uh, his grandfather's role in Doctor Christian up in Seattle, so that would be something different for uh, people to do. So this
4: would be a script of a show that there's not, there no recording exists. Well,
3: Depends. I don't know. We'll, we'll have to figure that one out. Keith and I, he 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 been because He loves his grandfather, and he's a really good historian. And so we're gonna do a panel on on his grandfather. But uh, but uh, he told me you you decide well, what script you want me to play. Um. So just, it'll be interesting. So it, it's a nice little unique twist that we'll have up in Seattle. Good. It
1: looks like true, De- true Detective went down in the mid 1990s, but there were several magazines that you know kind of splintered out. but It looks like they're all defunct now.
4: Yeah, and True Story. While you're still looking it up.
3: Homework. 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 Patricia hasn't said that tonight. That's a new one. What? <laughs> homework, homework? Yeah.
1: True Story Magazine. <laughs> hmm. Looks like digital. It went digital. Ah. Woman's Romance Magazine. Oh my, look at these ladies. This is not True Story. Oh, yes, it is. Um, yeah, it looks like it went digital.
4: But those things were sure popular with a lot of people. Uh, yeah. So yeah. True Detectives go, went out in the 90s, huh? Mm.
1: Wow. That's what it says, and everything on the Internet is true.
2: Yes. So. Yeah.
1: Um, okay, Jim, well, I put snack Out on your list, and if I haven't sealed yours with tape yet, I'll, I'll put it in your No, I know
4: I have two meetings. Uh, it's Higgins, and I forgot what the third one was. Uh, uh,
1: I can tell you what you've got in there. You have got America's Town Hall Meeting. It's Higgins, sir. I put in the BBC 4... Afternoon plays and the show forecast that we talked about one night with the first shows and the auditions.
3: Okay.
1: Uh, it was an entire program. I don't know how many episodes there are. Um, but Those two
4: was... shows got their start on forecast. Uh, suspense and Duffy's Tavern later became shows from Forecast. That
1: that might be. Well, this was uh, a collection of shows that were in the can or were audition shows, and they were forecasting that they would be a success. And then I've got all of the Kaltenborn yeah. Uh, yeah. newscasts that I found, and there's quite a collection there now.
4: Who was it tonight that we're at Ron from Hawaii, I guess? What was the newscast? He requested somebody's final newscast. I'm just curious. I missed that at the tail end of it. He wanted somebody's final newscast. Okay. No, I
1: didn't hear that. Um, Let me see. Don't go away. No, i Ron in Hawaii. No, he wanted Calvin Bourne um, from a week or two ago and I put that in his also. But he didn't ask for anything specific.
4: Okay. But maybe reason. someday you can write a like I say, if you if you ever have the time, I know you're a busy person. Maybe someday you can write your own encyclopedia of old time <laughs> writing. It'd be very good <laughs> read. Of old
1: time awful?
4: Yeah. Old time awful or or good too. You you like you I mean Yeah, you said one time, I remember on this show, you said that overall, as bad as some shows were on radio, overall it was much better than what's been on television.
1: Oh, my gosh,
2: yes. Oh, my goodness, yes. Mm Mm-hmm.
4: And the one...